0: For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. His shield becomes a place where he pours out good things to us and will not withhold any good thing from us. I have
1: seen you
2: love, show broader than the sun. I have
1: seen you change the Welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. You can find us at Lighthouse.org. This week's episode or Sunday's message is God is My Shield.
0: Wow, praise God. Go out there and preach the gospel in these stadiums. I'm going to talk a little bit about the coming revival, coming. A lot of prophetic people are talking about this. I've been talking about it for years. Never knew exactly when it was coming, just knew it was coming. And it was going to be the mightiest outpouring that the world will ever see before the return of Christ. Hallelujah. And you guys and us, we're living in that time and era. Praise God for that. Well, all right. Uh, let's begin with the Word of God. Okay. And, uh, Corey. All right. What do you got there? Proverbs two seven. Great.
1: Um, okay. He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. He is their shield, protecting those who walk with integrity.
0: By the way, you know, there are 31 Proverbs. How many days are in the month? 30 or 31. So you can read a Proverbs a day and grow in the things of God and grow in the wisdom of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this word. We thank you, Lord, for the people that are listening and hearing and viewing and being blessed, even as we speak forth the word of God, the words of life. Jesus said, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they're life-giving. May the life of the spirit blow through this camera and this audio and this audio. Now, to the people that are viewing and listening, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, a shield is a person or thing providing protection. The Bible teaches us that the Lord is our protector and shield. We can hide behind him and find solace and safety. Isn't that good news? He's our fortress, a refuge in time of need. I just preached a message on God is our help in time of need from the Sequoia National Park. We just returned from there, praise God. So watch my mini broadcast this week, and you'll see views of Sequoia National Park in Central California in the High Sierras. Now, God told Abraham he was his shield and exceedingly great reward. You see, God rewards the righteous. God rewards faith. And so as we walk in the things of God, God rewards us. Hallelujah. The Lord rewarded Abraham for putting his faith and trust in him. Uh, God rewarded Abraham because he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. God, or excuse me, faith pleases the Lord and God rewards our faith. Hallelujah. God rewards us for making him our shield in life. Praise God. All right, let's look at Psalm 3.3. 3.
2: But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high.
0: The glory and the lifter of my head, praise God, and Psalm 512.
2: I'll do it, Mom. This is one of
1: my favorites. For you bless the godly, O Lord, surrounding them with your shield of love, or I have in my Bible, favor.
0: Favor, shield of favor, all right. As we walk with Christ and put our complete trust in him, he becomes our shield of favor and blessing. The Bible also talks about the shield of faith that stops all the fiery darts of the enemy against us. You know, we're in a spiritual battle whether you like it or not as a Christian, because we live in an evil and perverse generation. And the wicked one moves around looking, uh, roaring like a lion, looking for someone who he may devour. So we are in a spiritual battle. That's why we need the shield of faith protect, to protect us from the fiery darts of the enemy. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, as we already mentioned. In Roman times, there were two types of shields that were used by the Roman soldiers. One was a flat pan of steel, carried with one hand to defend against the enemy. The other shield was like a fortress or a metal tent surrounding the soldier on all sides and uh, protected him from the enemy. It also became his rear guard or protection from behind. God is our rear guard who protects us from behind. I I remember one time I got a word from the Lord and uh, this man of God said, the devil came up, sneaked up on you and he stole from the backside of you Now, God allowed that to happen in my life. Sometimes he allows the enemy to attack us. But God is our protector. And what God doesn't want to touch you will not touch you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 52, 12.
2: And you will not leave in a hurry running for your lives. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind.
0: Amen. He will protect you from behind. You know, we don't have eyes in the back of our head. We need protection from behind and in front. His shield is an invisible force field of divine protection. Now, there's a great story in the Old Testament where Israel was under attack from their enemy, the Syrians. And, you know, by the way, that still goes on today. And the situation looked rather dire. Elisha was the prophet of the day, a powerful man of God. You know, he had asked uh, his predecessor, Elijah, who is probably one of the greatest of all prophets, who called fire down from heaven and was uh, carried to heaven in a whirlwind. And, and a chariot of fire came and took him to heaven. He never died. Uh, who else didn't die? Uh, Enoch walked with the Lord and he was not. Isn't that interesting? Uh, they were escorted to heaven. Praise God. We were talking about this mighty man, Elisha, and he asked from his predecessor, Elijah, for a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah would come upon him. You know, that, that's the way you receive from God when you're hungry. And you want more from God. Jesus said, he that has, more will be given. But he that has a little, even that little can be taken if they don't use it. And they don't seek for more. And so as we ask for more, God grants our request, praise God, if it's done according to his will and according to his perfect desires. And so Elijah wanted a double portion. Elisha, excuse me. And so Elijah said, if you see me go, (laughs) when I go in the whirlwind to heaven with the chariots of fire... And the horse horses of fire, you'll receive that double a portion. And as the story goes, when Elijah ascended into heaven, Elisha saw it happen. He said, oh, you're going, you're going, my master, you're leaving me. And his master took the cloak, which is the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and threw it down upon the ground. And Elisha picked it up and said, where is the God of Elijah? And he smote the waters and the, ro- the river Jordan rolled back. And they said, the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. And actually he had a double portion. He did twice the miracles um, as his predecessor, Elijah. Now, as I mentioned, we just got back from Sequoia National Park and we were talking about bears. And there happened to be bears up there, black bears and brown bears. Now, we wanted to see a bear. We never saw one. Uh, Our daughter, Casey, didn't really want to see a bear. But uh, there are bears to be seen up there. And we began talking about Elisha and the fact that uh, there were these teenagers. And believe me, I've taught teenagers. uh, And they can get kind of lippy and kind of mouthy and kind of, you know, say things they shouldn't. And they got rude with him. And they began to make fun of him, the prophet, 42 of them. And they said... They were taunting him and said, oh, man of God, you baldy, 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 you man of God. Apparently he didn't have hair. And uh, so the Bible says the man of God ordered a curse. And the bears came out of the woods and mauled these teenagers. Tragic. But they shouldn't have spoken against the man of God. Do you know if you believe God's prophets, you'll prosper? a true prophet of God that brings forth the word of God, if you believe what he's saying or what she's saying, if she's a prophetess, you will prosper in your life. Hallelujah. Because it is the word of the Lord coming to you. The mandate is coming to you. The quickening is coming through the prophet. Now, let's turn to Second Corinthians. Corinthians, woo, that's in the New Testament. Let's go to Second Kings chapter 6, shall we? Okay. And we're still talking about Elisha the prophet. And uh, during this time, there was a school of prophets where they, it was like a school of ministry, a divinity school, a Bible school, if you will. But these guys were learning how to prophesy. You say, Pastor, can you learn to prophesy? Well, it is a gifting of the Holy Spirit, but you can be skilled in prophecy just as you're skilled in any facet of life. And these young prophets were learning how to move through the power of the Holy Spirit to speak forth the word of God. And it's interesting A prophet, if he spoke the truth, or she, then they were to be feared, or better word, respected. But if they said something that didn't happen, then you really didn't respect him as much. You know, the Bible says Samuel was one of the greatest prophets. None of his words fell to the ground. That means everything he said from the Lord came to pass. And uh, these guys, Elisha and Elijah, were very similar, and they were very accurate. And I believe God's given me a gift of prophecy, but you have to be careful with that gift that you are truly speaking forth the mind and will of God. Amen? And if you don't know, you should say, I'm not sure about this. (laughs) Even Paul said, I think I have the Spirit of the Lord on this. Uh, And it's better to admit and say, I'm not positive on this. So uh, when we can be emphatic, great, but if we can't, then we need to say, I'm not real sure, but this is a sense I have. Amen? Amen. So they decided to build a new facility to house all these young prophets and uh, who desired to be used of God. Second Corinthians. uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying Corinthians. Maybe we need to go over there. I don't know. (laughs) All right. But in second, Kings six, four through seven, we're going to read it. But uh, they said to Elisha, hey, let's go build a big house or a big uh, school where we can house all of these young prophets and uh, elisha said that sounds good that sounds like it's from from the lord let's go do it and let's see what happened here while they were building this school of ministry
1: okay so when they arrived at jordan they began cutting down trees but as one of them was chopping his axe head fell into the river oh my lord he cried it was a borrowed axe where did it fall the man of god asked when he showed him the place Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water. Then the axe head rose to the surface and floated. Grab it, elisha said to him, and the man reached out and grabbed it
0: now I got to tell you uh, metal doesn't float steel doesn't float, lead doesn't float and uh we had an axe up there in uh in the Sequoia park, and we and I was chopping some wood but uh that axe head floating to the surface is, is a miraculous thing. it's a supernatural thing, and elisha through the power of the Lord, caused this metal axe head to rise to the surface. And the man had said, I borrowed it, you know. And God is concerned about the details of our life, the little things that sometimes you think God would care less about. But he is concerned because we're concerned, because he knows the number of hairs on our head, whether you have just a few or a lot. And uh, he knows us, and he's uh, readily acquainted with all our ways. But he's also concerned about the larger things in life that affect us as well. So here we have an axe head that floats, a mighty miracle. Now, Elisha was so accurate uh, from the Lord uh, that he began to tell the king of Israel, hey, I know what the king of Syria is going to do on his next attack because the Lord showed showing me you better go to this place to stop him from moving against you. And so he knew the military plans of the king of Syria. Can you imagine that, how accurate this man of God was? And so eventually the king of Syria was told that there's a man in Israel, a prophet of God, hallelujah, who's speaking forth the word of the Lord. He knows the very thoughts that you're thinking, the things that you're telling in private. Let's read that uh, particular scripture, verse 12. Okay.
1: It's not us, my lord, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet of Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in privacy of your bedroom.
0: Wow, so he knew exactly what he was telling his wife. And you know, guys, uh, when you're married, you tell your wife everything. Well, at least you should. And uh, he was talking military plans, telling his wife what they were going to do. And the prophet already knew it. And he was thwarting his plan. So the king said, I've I've had enough of that. We're going to get this dude and get rid of him. And so he sent out this Raiders, Raiders, not the Los Angeles Raiders, a football team, but he sent out this group of guys that were going to go and seize the prophet Elisha. It's amazing how when God's hand is upon a man of God or woman of God, how the enemy comes against uh, these people and tries to thwart them and stop them from God's purposes in their life. And so they were sent out to capture Elisha. But, you know, it didn't really phase Elisha. He was just a man of God, full of faith. And uh, so there they were. Here's Elisha's servant. And uh, he's fearing utter destruction because he knows they're coming after them. And so he prays, or excuse me, he says to Elisha, hey, uh, we're going to get wiped out here. We're in major trouble. Uh, The Syrians are coming against us. And then the prophet Elisha prayed. And he said, Open his eyes, Lord, and let's read that what happens when his eyes are open.
1: Okay. Um fifteen through seventeen. Yes, please. Okay. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, fifteen through seventeen. Okay. When the servant of when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Ah, my Lord, what will we do now? He cried out to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are there are more on our side than on theirs. Amen. Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the servant's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire.
0: Praise God. You know, there are so many things in the invisible world that we don't see that it's going on. We're in the physical world, but in the spiritual world, there are angels and demons and powers and uh, entities that exist. And here we see the prophet prays, and this servant of the prophet's eyes are open, and he sees into the supernatural spiritual world. I don't know if we'd always want to see into that world too often, but he showed him what he was seeing. You know, in the Old Testament, a prophet was... Uh, called a seer because his eyes were open and he could see into the invisible world, the supernatural realm. Now, here we see the invisible realm was revealed and the spiritual victory over that realm. And that's why the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness in high places. And uh, we have the victory in Christ to overcome these demonic entities that come against us. Now we come to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 4 and 5.
2: We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ.
0: For the weapons are of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, there are a lot of strongholds and uh, reasonings of men and uh, wisdom of men that are incorrect. And a lot of people listen to the wisdom of men and they ought to be listening to the wisdom of God because the wisdom of man will fade and disappear and be inaccurate. But the the wisdom of God is eternal. Praise God. We don't have to fear because God is our shield, our protector, and he keeps us uh, immune from any harm or disease. Let's look at Psalm 91. We began teaching on Psalm 91 at the beginning of this pandemic. Uh, and uh, here we are still in it, but it's much better now, amen, than it was before. Let's look at Psalm 91. and Let's honing on verses 14 through 16
1: okay the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name when they call on me i will answer i will be with them in time of trouble i will rescue them and honor them and satisfy them with a long life and give them my salvation
0: i will rescue them and honor them and with long life will i satisfy them you know as we were up there in sequoia in the mountains the beauty of of the mountains we were talking about this the fact that god is our divine protector and that he protects us and keeps us safe from disease and harm and disaster. Hallelujah. And we were talking about the importance of meditating and memorizing the word of God. Amen, Marilyn. you and I began early in our Christian experience uh, after I got saved on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California, at age 14. I began to memorize the word of God as a young person. I learned the word in the old King James, the these and thou. So if you hear me saying thee and thou, it's my old um, memory work. But I find that when you memorize the scripture and you begin to just speak it, you don't have to do a lot, just get it out of your mouth, (laughs) begin to speak forth the word of God. There's power, supernatural power in speaking that word over your life and your life circumstances and the things that come against you, the things that bring fear and anxiety and discouragement and depression. The power of the word breaks that anoint, breaks that yoke over that and sets you free in Jesus' name. No evil will befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. You know, we were talking today, I was saying, you know, we did uh, get touched with that virus a while back, but it didn't hurt Meryl and I. I mean, we had relatively no symptoms, praise God. That's the immunity of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of God. And now pretty much everybody in the world, I would go out on a branch and say, has pretty much encountered this, including the president of of the United States uh Mr. Biden. So, uh we have all, you know, experienced it. But praise God, we're moving through it and we're overcoming it in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we have strength and power from the Lord uh that shields us and protects us. Jesus said, "You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the remotest parts of the world." For the Lord God is A sun and shield, the Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. His shield becomes a place where he pours out good things to us and will not withhold any good thing from us. God wants to pour out good things in your life, guys. He's a good God. We serve a good God. In the beginning, everything God created was good. Amen? Let's look at four blessings of the shield. I love that. Number one, the shield is divine grace. Favor and blessing that Corey read, but let's read that once again, Psalm eighty-four eleven.
2: For the Lord our God is our son and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right.
0: Amen amen. Number two, the shield is a provision of safety and protection. And we walk through an evil world. We need protection, don't we? Protection from physical and spiritual harm. Let's look at Ephesians six, ten through eighteen.
1: A final word, be strong in the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies and tricks of the devil. For we are not fighting people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realm. Now let's
0: stop up here. So here we're going to see that God tells us to put on our spiritual armor. And the fact is that we need spiritual armor in this world that we live in. And we need the protection of the Lord. And, and the Lord gave me a vision once of my spiritual armor. And, and you might say, Pastor, that's way out there. Well, <laughs> this is what he showed me. I looked like one of those uh, superheroes. Um, what do they call those guys? Like the Iron Marvel Man and the Marvel. Marvel heroes, guys. It looked like something out of Supernatural Space Wars or Star Wars thing. But I had on this space helmet and these boots that went up above my knees and a shield around my chest. And this armor around me and this giant sword I was holding in my hand. And the Lord said, that is the spiritual armor that you were dressed in. And that is not artificial, but it's a real thing that exists around you. This force field of God's protection. Every now and then a a dart gets in there and the enemy slips one in, right? But we use the shield to deflect deflect the fiery darts of the enemy. Let's read the, the armor of God.
1: Okay. Verse 13. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In every battle, you'll need faith as your shield to stop the fiery darts aimed at you by Satan. Put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word. Amen. The word of God. And you know that that uh, shield of, of
0: faith is the most important shield uh, of all of them, practically because it deflects the, the darts of the enemy. Amen. And then, of course, the word of God is the only offensive weapon you have. And I would say that is the most powerful weapon you you possess, and that is the word of God. Amen. That's what Jesus used, and that's what we use to defeat the enemy. And we can yield great blows against it with the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. Number three, the shield is goodness and mercy. Everybody say goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Shall follow me, Shall follow me. All, the days of my life. all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Who wrote those words? King David, Psalm 23, a good one to memorize. The shield is comfort and peace. Number four, the shield is the Holy Spirit in and around us. His anointing protects us from harm and disaster. And we don't have to fear. I remember I was going through a season of fear in my life in my college days over a terrible experience I'd had in my life, and the Lord gave me this word through another person, John fifteen twenty-five through twenty-seven. It's a great word.
1: Got it. This has fulfilled what the scriptures said. They hated me without. No, cost. no, that's
0: not it. John fourteen. That was my mistake. Okay. John fourteen twenty-five through twenty-seven.
1: Okay. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still you. But when the Father sends a counselor as my representative, and by the counselor I mean the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I myself have told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you isn't like the peace the world gives you. So don't be troubled or afraid.
0: Yes, the peace that I give you uh, is a peace that's everlasting. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to be afraid. Amen. Number four, the shield helps us in time of need. Psalm 35, two, Marilyn.
2: Um, put on your armor and take up your shield, prepare for battle and come to my aid.
0: And then Psalm 115, nine through 11. Whoever gets o it.
1: Israel,
2: trust the Lord, he is your helper,
1: he is your shield. O priests of Aaron, trust the Lord, he is your helper, he is your shield. All who fear the Lord, trust the Lord, he is your helper, he is your shield.
0: Amen, he is my helper, he is my shield. Keep the shield up for protection, guys, and peace and blessing will follow. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word of God. We pray now for those that are lost, that don't know Christ. You're somewhere out in the world listening and viewing. And the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart. He wants you to come into the kingdom. He loves you with an everlasting love. I've loved you with an everlasting love, says the Lord. Now's the time to pray. Pray this prayer if that's you. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. You died for my sins. You were buried and you rose again. And you have victory over the grave. I ask you now, Lord Jesus, to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me now, Lord Jesus. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I'll love you. I'll follow you. I'll worship you. I'll meditate and, and love your word. In your precious name, I pray. And for those believers, you've slipped away. You're not walking with Christ. You've got to come back because the time is coming. The Holy Spirit's going to be poured out in a mighty way very soon. Great revival is coming to planet Earth you want to be a part of that. You're a believer. Say this prayer. Lord Jesus, come close to me again. I want to draw near to you. Forgive me for being away from you. I come now near. I come close to you. Be my Lord and friend once again. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen.
1: Here are the four blessings. Number one, the shield is divine grace and favor and blessing. Number two, the shield is a provision of safety and protection. Number three, the shield is goodness and mercy. And number four, the shield is the Holy Spirit in and around us. If you've never watched Pastor Scott Live, you can tune in on Facebook and Instagram at 1030, our Facebook and Instagram handle are LN Lighthouse. We'll see you next week. Blessings.